Next year, in 2023, it'll mark 30 years since Disney's Bonkers debuted. Which is funny because as we speak right now, 2022, this time frame in particular, marks 30 years since Raw Toonage debuted. Raw Toonage was basically Disney's answer to Saturday Night Live. It was essentially an animated Saturday morning variety show, which was hosted by a variety of characters under the Disney umbrella. You know, characters like Launchpad McQuack, Goslin, Ludwig von Drake, you name it, Scrooge McDuck. They even had characters within the shorts on Raw Tunage hosting uh, the show as well. Characters like Bonkers himself, Jitters, a dog who was part of the Bonkers uh, portion of the show, Masupalami himself, and so on. You know, even Goslin Mallard got in, the, got in on the act as, you know, as we speak when it came to hosting. But... One of the shows out of that broke off into its own Disney afternoon show, and that was, of course, Bonkers. Bonkers, as I've talked about before in the history of Bonkers uh, videos and essays, essentially was originally a animated cop show where Bonkers was a cop on the LAPD, and his partner was the female Miranda Wright. There's even the original Disney Channel intro to the series floating around here on the YT, YouTube, if you will, that shows that. Unfortunately, the original plans, as I've mentioned before, for the Bonkers Miranda version of the show didn't go so well. Behind the scenes, the animation that all the other episodes, all 65 of them, well, majority of 65 of them, came back pretty much disastrous. I mean, the animation was done overseas, and they came back disastrous. Only 19 to 20 episodes made it out, and those were aired on the Disney Channel before it got repackaged. You know, that is the Bonker show. You know, it got repackaged and pretty much became somewhat of an origin story for Bonkers on how he became a cop and basically who his first partner was outside of Miranda Wright. They did do the transitional episode New Partners on the Block, which basically would explain how Bonkers got Miranda as a partner outside of his original partner. But be that as it may, we need to talk about that origin story itself, Going Bonkers. Now, back in the 90s, Disney would always use um, the syndicated stations that were airing uh, their content, mostly the Disney Afternoon. They would use the syndication um, during primetime, mostly on Thursdays or Friday nights, to air one hour, if not two hour, premiere blocks for the new show. In some cases, they would air two hours of the five-part or four-part miniseries pilot for a show like Tailspin or Darkwing Duck or Chippendale Rescue Rangers, you know, Gargoyles, you name it. Uh, The same was with Bonkers. Bonkers pretty much got a two-hour block. He got an hour block to, you know, his two-part pilot, which was presented as a movie pilot. And then the other two were dedicated, believe it or not, to Donald Duck, because Donald Duck had made a uh, guest appearance uh, in the show. He's the only major uh, Disney character outside of Mickey Mouse to, you know, show up on, uh, on screen in the series. The only difference, though, is that Mickey was off-screen while Donald was on-screen. So that kind of, I guess you could say, was a big deal. But with Going Bonkers, and I think I've talked about it before, 
The reason this movie pilot, uncut or cut, however you view it, I have the uncut version, so if I want to watch it uncut, I will. Uh, basically, this probably has to be one of the more darker uh, pilots they've ever done when you really think about it. I mean, you might say, well, the ending's not that dark. It's pretty silly and, like, kind of underwhelming. But overall, besides that, it is kind of dark in its, you know, in its presentation. I mean, first of all, you have Bonkers, you know, pretty much, you know, going, you know, about his day, greeting fans who are lined up at his mansion, and then going from his mansion, his home, to basically the studio to do uh, another short, basically resume filming on the short that ironically uh, appeared before the Three Ninjas movie in theaters called Petal to the Metal. That's right, it's Petal, P-T-A-L, to the Metal. That's basically what it was, you know, dubbed. But that was a short that was being um, pretty much used as a, you know, used as a example of you know Bonkers and his friends doing their acting, doing their acting gig, if you will, you know, pretty much filming a scene. But, you know, like I said, it starts out great and everything. Bonkers going about his day, joining up with his friends to, you know, do the filming. Until basically the boss comes in and, and says, yeah, you're done. You're out of here. All because of the fact that for only one week, another studio's cartoon series bounced them out of number one. And... Let's be honest, in real life sometimes, even back then and even in previous decades before it, yeah, studio head honchos do not like the idea that they're going to get bounced from number one at any time. They'd rather be number one, and if not, they're going to take whatever caused them to go from one to two, and they're going to take it out to the back and put it out of its misery. And that's pretty much what he, pretty much an exaggeration of what happened here. Here, you know, pretty much his boss, W.W. Uh, Wacky of Wacky Tune Studios, pretty much cleaned house with Bonkers, interrupted the filming of Pedal to the Metal, kicked them all out, gave them the pink slips, you know, basically ran them out and everything. And Bonkers, he tried his best to, you know, even begging to try to get them to keep their jobs, but Wacky wouldn't hear of it. Even when, you know, Bonkers tried to look po- look at it positively, like, you know, no, this can't be right. You know, Wacky has always treated me like a son. Only for basically the, you know, the billboard with his image on it to come crashing down and be replaced by the newest, um, you know, I guess you could say fab going on at that time, which was action, muscle bound and everything, which is a nice little take on, you know, how things were kind of going the extreme route in the 90s, no matter what media. But yeah, this this did start off, you know, like I said, kind of like nice and bright, bonkers going about his day, and then basically it went dark. I mean, it went dark. You know, with Bonkers losing his job. And then basically we get introduced to our villainous character, the Collector, who essentially is a fan of Bonkers and his friends. So much to the fact that he sends his minion, a tune named Mr. Doodles, to go out and suck up via vacuum all of his friends that were fired along with him. And basically take him to the hideout where he essentially puts him into a machine. It's like a capsule-like machine. And freezes them in place, 
basically laminates them in place. Like they're still alive, they just can't move. You know, they can't move the muscles or anything. Like they're kind of frozen. Like they could see things and all that and and all that, but they can't move. Like they're stuck. You know, basically frozen. Um, as essentially he puts it, laminated in place. And that's pretty dark. Pretty dark. I mean, even the collector, you know, basically says it himself, you know, to where basically the laminator immobilizes the tunes and keeps them preserved in that, you know, immobilization forever. And he plans to do the same to bonkers. But the reason going bonkers is looked at as probably, in my opinion, one of the darker uh, introductions fully to the, to a Disney series outside of, let's say, Gargoyles and the five-part Awakening uh, pilot movie. The reason this is looked at as one of the darker ones, in my opinion, is because of the fact that bonkers has to go through a lot of ups and downs to prove his worth as a cop. Mostly the fact that he has to basically win over the trust of... Lucky Piquel, who is a cop, a street cop, if you will, who ironically uh, becomes a detective. You know, he's basically patrolling, you know, the parks and everything. And, you know, he's trying to find, you know, whoever, he's trying to find this burglar and everything that's mugging people uh, in the parks and all that. And ironically, that. Ironically, if not like out of the blue, much to uh, Lucky's uh, chagrin, if you will, he bonkers, you know, just ends up helping Lucky, you know, get the mugger. And by association, you know, crazy enough, gets, you know, promoted to a detective. But what he doesn't know is that promotion comes with a catch. Yes, he's getting his promotion, but he's going to be promoted as a detective to the newly christened Toon Division because the chief, you know, known as Chief Kanifke, uh, who's kind of absent-minded, doesn't really kind of grasp the idea that, you know, bonkers, when bonkers tells him about all these, you know, accolades, you know, in law enforcement that he's done, uh, and everything uh, through his acting, because basically bonkers, you know, he's he's trying to tell the chief, yeah, I've done all this before, you know, I've done this, I've done that, you know, not realizing the chief is not clued in on the fact that bonkers is talking about acting, like these roles of being like a, a Mountie and an officer of other places, you know, around the world, is all based on his acting gig. Kanifke basically doesn't realize that and sees it as an opportunity to make some history and basically tells Bonkers, hey, I've always been considering doing a tune division. Would you like to be the first on board? And Bonkers, of course, accepts. And again, that's where Lucky's situation comes into, comes into play to where Lucky's like, yes, I'm getting my promotion. But then sees that the catch of the promotion is, yeah, you're going to be, you know, working the tune division with Bonkers, the very person that pretty much, you know, caused you to not only catch the mugger, um, you know, ironically or just out of coincidence, coincidence basically, but basically someone that goes by his own logic and everything. Which, throughout the the movie, throughout the pilot, Lucky is very reluctant to even accept. Even after the revelation is made to him by his own daughter and wife, 
and bonkers himself, that bonkers, you know, resume of being, oh, you know, a cop in all these places is based on his acting, based on him doing this in front of a camera. So, anyway, even though after that revelation and a few ups and downs to what Bonkers considers quitting temporarily because, you know, Lucky is just getting frustrated to no end, you know, with, uh, you know, with his antics, not really understanding that, hey, this is who Bonkers is, this is how he operates, you know, eventually Lucky does kind of get won over because it takes Bonkers' pet horn uh, named Toots, who's a tooting horn, but basically portrayed as a dog, to alert Lucky as to what's going on. And much to Lucky's surprise, he's like, how the heck am I understanding this thing, but yet it's telling me what's happening. And from then on in, you know, they go and, you know, they go and basically try to save Bonkers' friends and Bonkers himself because, you know, when Bonkers, you know, basically, you know, considers quitting because, again, you know, he Lucky has, like, reached his limit. He ends up getting captured by uh, Mr. Doodles. And what happens is that, yes, Toots escapes. That's the name of Bonkers Pet Horn. He, Toots escapes. But the collector before this shows him exactly what he's done. Like I mentioned earlier, he's captured all the tunes, all Bonkers friends, and put them into these laminated capsules to keep them preserved and immobilized forever. Like, they're still alive. They can see, but they can't eat, drink, or anything, and they can't move. You know, so, you know, Bonkers, of course, not, you know, very happy with this, and everything tries to leave. You know, Bonkers trying to be, you know, being himself, being like, well, you know, Bonkers, again, you know, Bonkers, again, trying to be himself, looks at the collector and is like, oh, you know, look at the time, gotta go, um, uh, nice meeting you and everything, and oh, by the way, I'll take my friends with me too. You know, you know trying to be very Bonkers-like, but doesn't work. Because collect, the collector basically wants to use Bonkers to finish off his collection. Why you want, and the, the obvious question I think any fan would have is why would the collector want to collect tunes? Knowing that, you know, even though they're cartoon characters, they're living beings. They have lives of their own. It's never really explained. You know, it's never really explained. But, as predicted, you know, if you've watched the, you know, watched the uh, pilot and everything, Lucky does uh, come to accept the fact that, yes, Bonkers is a little crazy, he's a little weird, but he is a tune, and he probably knows what's going on better than I do. Because the one thing that gets on Lucky's, you know, Lucky's last straw is Bonkers basically telling him that, look, I don't think my friends went on vacation, like you're assuming, you know, you know, just because there's a postcard left behind saying they went to Walla Walla, Washington. No. He's basically saying, look, if my friends, like Fall Apart Rabbit, went on vacation, he would take he would take his suit. He would take his best things, like his best suit and cookies and all that with him. Basically indicating my friends went anywhere on vacation, they would take what they feel more comfortable with with them. And again, that's what gets on Lucky's last nerve. Anyway, get back to the point. Of course, like I said, Lucky does come to his aid, accept Bonkers for who he is. 
And through the confrontation, the battle with the collector who uses everything uh, under, the, under the sun that comes to tune props and everything, including a prop box with, you know, tune pies, tune shoes, you name it, anvils. You know, they finally do, like I say, they confront him. Well, at least Lucky does. And when Lucky's trying to arrest him, he pulls off the collector's arm um, as the collector's trying to pull away. And we see basically a human hand. And it's revealed as they basically, you know, try to get the collector to prove whether or not he is a tune or not. This is when Lucky takes the advantage to pull off the mask because the collector's trying to say, no, I am. I am a tune. I am this. I am that. I am this. And it basically gives Lucky the opening to unmask him. And we see some kind of nerdy, like, geek, if you will, with glasses and everything, who ends up uh, basically seeing his reflection thanks to Mirror by Bonkers. But as he's walking backwards and trying to say, you know, you know, he's trying to still say he's a tune, he's a tune, he falls right into the prop box and straight down. You know, straight into basically an endless abyss or something. And that's how the first case ends. And, you know, they do end up being par- uh, partners uh, afterwards, even though it looks like Bonkers is going to go back to being a star again. Uh, my assumption is he made a deal, like, hey, you let me and my friends finish this, that's it. You know, we're done. So at least let them finish the last film, and that's it, they're done. So anyway, that's basically how they became partners. But the reason it's so dark, in my opinion, is because of the setup itself with the collector wanting to collect living tunes and make them basically, you know, basically make them part of his collection. Basically, you know, using a device that pretty much freezes them in place. Like, you know, they can blink their eyes and everything, you know, and all that, and maybe try to talk, but they can't move. Because they're paralyzed. And that's kind of dark, considering that the collector wants to keep them that way forever. So, even though the pilot was good, in my opinion, and uncut or not, it is worth a watch. It's on Disney+. Plus. Mostly the, uh, re- the edited version is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, to me... To me, it's always. To me, I'm always going to look at it as being, you know, pretty much a catalyst as to how dark, you know, cartoons from Disney, basically the pilots sometimes can get, you know, because we wouldn't see any. I mean, it did set up the fact that the Lucky Pakel episodes with Bonkers were a little bit more darker than the Miranda ones, you know, on occasions. But we wouldn't see another dark version, you know, of the Lucky Pakel episodes until we got to that transitional episode, New Partners on the Block. Because basically, to me, that not only was that dark for, you know, its tone and everything as well, but mostly because of the fact that it served to me as a sequel to Going Bonkers. It served not only as a transitional episode of Bonkers going from Lucky to Miranda, but it served as a sequel to the pilot. Because to me, it had the same kind of effects. Like, you know, with the rain, it was pretty much CGI rain. The same there. What, well, what was classified as CGI Walt Disney animated feature rain at the time, because it was the kind of featured uh, rain, if you will, when, a rainy, when you get a rainy scene in a movie, a Disney animated classic movie, 
It feels like it's more real than it should be. If you catch my drift. But um, yeah, the yeah overall though, going bonkers. Like I said, it's worth a watch. And it is, when you really think about it, a lot darker just based on, you know, the villain's, you know, motivation itself, as well as the little tidbits I mentioned here and there with Bonkers losing his job and everything and having to win over the trust of his uh, new partner and everything. But again, the one, that, the one thing that makes it stick out as being dark is the motivation of the villain. Because what he wants to do, like I said, is extremely dark. When you think about it, extremely dark. And that's really all I could say on it. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. How did you feel about the Going Bonkers movie pilot? Do you think it pretty much, you know, based on the villain's motivation, as well as the other things I've mentioned, do you think it was probably one of the darker uh, movie pilots, you know, for a Disney Afternoon series? Let me know down below in the comment section, as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Oh, um, uh, support me over at Venmo at Brian-Roma-2, cash up at BW Roses 98. Also, check out my podcast series, BW Roses Discussions, all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora, where you will get this and several audio versions of YouTube videos in audio podcast form to listen to wherever you to listen to whenever, wherever you go. Also, check me out at Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't see on YouTube. DeviantArt.com says BVW1979. And at my Teespring store as well for merchandise you can't find anywhere else just in time for the holiday season. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are. And until then, I will talk to you all later.